It's 6am, rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Wednesday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out on a Wednesday edition of The Grind. Welcome in, Carson. Always fun uh, to have you in here, man. It is fun. What's up, man? You uh, you awake? Yeah, I'm awake. You know, I've been up. I get up a little bit early before I come just to go ahead and get awake because, man, it's kind of rough to see it dark outside and get up you know i'll tell you this yeah i know i know the feeling uh but uh carson was here uh before i was here i called him uh, i told him i I gave him a yogiism i said if you're if you're always early it's hard to be late exactly that's what i strive to do it's true it's very true uh but uh, i will say uh it is rivalry week and we're excited to have carson in here to talk about the battle of pistol creek but uh in true maryville senior fashion he's rocking a big red drink i am uh, I, I don't i wouldn't expect any less buddy no um thought woke up opened my fridge because i gotta have some caffeine in the morning and i looked and i was like gotta go with the big red gotta today. go with the big red so it's good it's good and I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here with the big red and it's gonna be a big red this friday oh is it, so <laughs> big, did, big Maryville red didn't take long to figure out what was uh, what was going to happen there, but uh, a good show today as we're going to talk about yep. his his Rockets and uh, their clash with the Lake Show, and and really what that's looking like. Last night the Lakers get another victory in the series after starting 0-1. They're now up on the the Rockets two games to one. We'll talk a little bit about how they they they're getting there, and then. Carson's take on on why the Rockets are struggling a little bit. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Billy Donovan uh, being mutually parting ways with the Thunder, what that kind of means normally, and then what the outlook for Billy Donovan could be uh, moving forward. Uh, also want to talk a little bit about the Battle of Pistol Creek. That's going to be the meat of the show today. This is the 92nd meeting uh, between Maryville and Alcoa, the the Rebels hold a sixty. I think it's a sixty-four, three and twenty-five, and yes. three ties. Yeah, something like that. I know Mr. Ken Main rocked me uh, uh, a little little rundown. And, and again, I think those early games in the twenties, you know, people people have different takes on it. But uh, nonetheless, a very heavy Maryville favorite uh, in this matchup. But as of late, the last twenty games will run through some big time scores mm-hmm. uh, of interest from the last couple decades to where both of these teams have really uh, laid some groundwork for some greatness uh, in high school football. And then we'll finish with 17 days till it's football time in Tennessee. The likes of Phillip Rivers, T. Martin, Bobby Dodd uh, have rocked the number 17 at some point in their career, and uh, and we'll kind of raise that up and, and kind of talk about some of those greatness in Tennessee history and then also who wore it all the way around sports. So uh, a lot of – Kind of busy day today, Carson. I it mean, is. It's a lot of information today. I tell you, between yesterday and today, yesterday I had to have four segments uh, on the show wow. because I had four different topics. Not that I had to take a third break, but, you know, you kind of got to break it every now and again. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's it's probably the first time since March I've been able to do that. 
normally it's it's scrounging to find three topics to talk about and 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 one of them's normally really abstract and so the fact that college football's back NBA's still going on right. I haven't even talked to NHL but I mean it's there to be talked about right uh, high school is a uh, High school football's doing their things. I uh, saw yesterday where they've played over a thousand games. Uh, I don't. I'm assuming nationwide or maybe yeah, just in the state maybe, of Tennessee. I, mean, I don't it know. Probably the state because, well, you know, it could be nationwide there's a, because there's, there's a, a lot of states. There's a lot of playing. states not playing right. So, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, pretty much what you're saying is it's just fun to see sports back. Well, and, yeah, and and it's fun to you know just talk about what is yeah. and not try to historically yeah. rip up a bunch of numbers. But uh, but anyway, uh, always fun to have a, a little a little partner to to kind of kick it off of. And uh, appreciate you coming in. Yeah. Always great. But uh, give him six podcasts. That's uh, that's who delivers you to uh, to the grind on Wednesdays. And uh, and what is uh, what's going on over there? Well, right now, you know, we're kind of on a a hold. Um, um, my uh, co-host, uh, my cousin, is just a little sick right now. Poised for a comeback is what, what that right. sounds like. Right, so he's he's a little down, but um, we plan on getting one out um, maybe later this week, um, maybe next week. We'll have to see. But um, Wish I him the best, that. by the yeah. way. Yeah, he's 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 a little sick right now, so it's hard to kind of get a podcast and edit that out. But, yeah, I come from the Given Six podcast. been doing it about three, three and a half years. Um, started when we were younger, so we just kind of been doing it for a while. And, and now you're older now. Yeah, now I'm he's 90. He's a senior in high school now. So, yeah. he's. I mean, that's what he, what you'd give, right? It was it was wild when we first started, when we were like 13, 14 years old. I would say the the uh, the creative side was, was really going. Uh, well, I mean, we were we were there, and we were like, "How do we even start?" And you know, we just kind of took off. So we're now look at where I am now. So you can't get here until you start. That's got to start somewhere, right? So, but but anyway, look forward to to what's coming up there. Again, we 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 plug it every week, but you you can literally Google it, and you'll find it on any outlet you 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 have or want to have. Uh, you can find Give Him Six podcasts. So check that out. But let's jump to the NBA. So just straight out of the gate, the last time we talked, I believe Game 7 was last Wednesday night. Is that correct? Uh, or was it last Tuesday it night? Would have been la- it would have been last Wednesday. I think Wednesday last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they find, they just, just to clear it up, if you didn't catch it last Wednesday, the Rockets won. Uh, so Chris Paul had to exit, but your Rockets moved on. And I think that's yeah. what you – you preferred on the show. You said Rockets over. You you like Chris Paul, but you like the Rockets more. Right. So uh, that happened for you. They beat the the Thunder, and you know you're you're riding high. I mean, I, I told you from that point on uh, for the next series we were gonna kind of have to be nemesis. Is is whatever, however you say that. Yeah, yeah, that thing. And um, but uh, you had to feel good. Mm-hmm. A couple nights later, I think Friday night. It was uh, yeah, the, Friday night. The uh, the Rockets really stunned the Lakers in mm-hmm. game number one. Right. Lakers, you could tell they had been on a ten game or a ten day uh, little hiatus, and 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 physically, I just don't think they were ready to play. And uh, and the Rockets come in and and pretty well uh, dominate. Uh, carried a lot of that game seven momentum into game one. Uh, Rockets take game one. You got to be feeling good about that. Oh yeah, well you know I was watching it and um, a- after the Marvel game I went and we went out to eat and I was watching it on the TV there and it was like it was very shocking but very it kind of wasn't shocking at the same time like I felt like we were gonna win game one and I felt like you know after that ten game 
sit down with the Lakers not being able to play. You know, we talked about that, how they were just chilling and how it could hurt or help, but it ended up hurting them the first game. I mean, the, the Rockets were firing on all cylinders. And Too much cotton candy, I think, is what it was. Probably, and and when it shows when your best players do not you know, play up to par, then it doesn't work out for you. So it's been like that the next two, though, with the Rockets though, losing the last two. Yeah, so Sunday came around. The Lakers, you could tell at the end of game one, LeBron kind of, you know, he looked at the Rockets and understood that it was checkmate that the Rockets were going to win game one. And you saw the, the little shaking of the head, the little, okay, we'll see. We'll see your game one victory, mm-hmm. and we'll match you in game two. And so Sunday came around, and I fully expected – honestly, I fully expected a little bit more of a – you know, I, I don't know if you saw it a couple nights ago, how the 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 Celtics really kind of oh, thumped yeah. on uh, – who are they playing? Uh, the Raptors. The Raptors. Mm-hmm. They kind of thumped on the Raptors. I kind of expected that level yeah. of uh, that level of play, and, and I didn't see that. Uh, I mean, I think the way the uh, – the the Rockets are just built. They're just not going to give up that kind of level of points. But the Lakers, nonetheless, gets the Sunday victory. And then last night, uh, and they had the Mamba uniforms on in, on Sunday. I mean, it was a it was a good it was a nice uniform. It's hard to beat them in the Mambas. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. on Sunday it was um, the yeah, the Lakers. Okay, they were up by twenty five, and the Rockets came back and went up by six. Mm-hmm. And it's it, I've heard it multiple times. It's three game and it's the three game there's it's crazy how it can happen they hit five threes boom game's changed mm. and they can do it they, you're talking about the lakers no the rockets oh how they how they came it. back you know they, they just got to hit threes and that's what their whole game is so it's like you look at it and it's like if there's a team up on the rockets you cannot count them out yet. Mm. no no and and i think honestly it plays right to the hands of of you know the Lakers and the Rockets. That's a, that's an interesting dynamic because their bread and butter defensively is probably down low. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at their All NBA defensive player now, Anthony Davis, first guy since Kobe to be such. Um, he he's not going to step out and defend a three, right? So I mean, I think I think it plays to the hand of the Rockets the way that that could shake out and the way that could look for them. But uh, but game three last night, uh, Lakers in the road, Whites. Uh, just for the uni guys out there, the guys who like the unis. I don't know. Were the Rockets, what were they wearing? It was they were I the, think it the was, home I ones? think it was red. The home reds or was, or it, was it the black ones? I I'll have to look that up. I can't remember what they were wearing. I'm pretty sure it was I'm pretty sure it was red and white. The only reason I know I, I kinda peeped in and looked, but I was really uh yeah, I'll be honest with you, I was I was digging in because this Friday night's a huge bat it was huge, black. They were wearing the home blacks. Yeah. I like their blacks though. I'll tell you, every team like the only team that I think like overdoes it is the is the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, just with because the gray. now their court. Have you seen their court? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, that court is nice. Uh, well, and you don't expect that because you usually look at you know Boston Celtics court. Uh, yeah, wood. And, <laughs> and then you dude. get you got a Nets. It's like whoa, bright. That's yeah, bright. right. But uh, but last night the Lakers uh, again. Uh, take take their uh, their their kind of effort and, and get it done. Uh, actually, they win more convincingly than I thought. They're the late game, so of course I'm catching highlights this morning because it's just it just doesn't work out for early morning people like me. But uh, but nonetheless, I think it's one twelve one hundred two was the final, and uh, and the Lake Show goes up two games to one. Uh, do you take any 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 kind of 
I guess, opinion in the the two one game now that they've won back to back games. Does that does that do anything to to kind of stop the Rockets, or is it still just uh, one game at a time from here? Uh, I think the Rockets will win next game. But is it is it to me? It's it's crit, and I know it's this critical. is critical. This is not like groundbreaking news right. right here. But to me, they don't beat the Lakers down three one. Like it no. just doesn't happen. No, and well, this is what happened exactly how it happened last year um, when the Rockets played the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. It was like three one. Rockets won the next game, then they lost. So it's like, no, if the Rockets go down three one, you can call it series, and you can maybe call the champs because I think if Lakers beat the Rockets, they're coming out of there. Because you look how Clippers. Well, are Western Conference. Western yeah. Conference. Well. Eh, I, I think the winner of the Western comes at, or coming out of the West. Whoever comes out of the West is the champion. Because, I mean, unless the unless the Heat can play, but that's another story. But I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, I I don't think either one of the Heat like the Heat or they're they're doing they're doing some yeah, things. There's no. I don't think they can compete with the Lakers or the Clippers. Well, because they're a one man show. Right. Uh, that that's the thing with really. That's the only thing that makes the Rockets a little bit different is they've got two superstars. Yeah, and that's so what, a, I mean. If if anything the 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 Warriors did for for the NBA was show you that you needed multiple superstars because so you needed cap room. Well, and and how many times did did LeBron have a eh, kind of season Kevin Love and a kind of decent uh you know what was his name Young Kyrie yeah but what was the what was the Chris Bosh you know at the Heat and and you know. You can have decent role players and you can have a lot of things, but you need a couple superstars because you're mm-hmm. not going to have them up every night. Oh, yeah. And so, anyway, uh, the heat doesn't bother me. It's the same reason why the Bucks are now out of the playoffs is because – yeah, yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah, well, Giannis getting dinged up. I mean, I, that changed the game. Yeah, but I, they just don't have the depth. They don't. Well, it's Milwaukee. Have, yeah. I, I think for a long time they were like, hmm – Bucks game or antique roadshow? Like there's people in Milwaukee that go, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with roadshow. Yeah, and I really feel like that's more interesting. Oh my, yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised to see what comes out of that East, but I, I'm right there with you. I think if Lakers come out of Rockets, blah blah blah, whoever wins the West, I think wins it. Yeah, and I and I think the Clippers, even though you know in, in the regular season the Clippers had a lot of success against the Lakers. I think the way Paul George has kind of, you know, and I know the bubbles affected diff- people differently. Uh, I think, I think, uh, you know, psychologically, the Lakers will have an advantage over the Clippers just because of the, the, the. I don't know. They're just clicking right now. Like I said, Kyle Kuzma, he'll start on a lot of different franchises, and he comes off the bench for this Lakers team. Uh, you, you talk about Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Uh, I even like Danny Green. I like the way he's playing. Danny, well, Danny's played for years, and he's he's a vet, veteran. So well, I'll tell you, anybody that comes through Popovich's system is a exactly. player. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's just a monster. So yeah. uh, love what they're doing there. I think this next game is is critical for the Lakers and Rockets. Uh, either way, because I think again, uh, the one thing that is the Achilles' heel of the Lakers is the age. And I think they're an older team a little bit, and uh, and quite frankly, LeBron's uh, he's Toby Keith. He's not as good as he once was, but he's as good once as he ever was. Right. He doesn't need a ton of seven game series. No, uh, if he's going to push to get a championship, that's the last thing he needs. So I think he needs uh, he needs to win this next game if he's really going to push this thing and get it done. You get to three one, then you've got literally you've got three games to win one. And uh-huh. I, I would, I mean, I think that's a lock. It's a virtual lock for the Lakers. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like you look at it. 
and like you said today, and LeBron. LeBron. And I don't think 3-1, he ain't giving up a 3-1 lead. And I think the Lakers being the one seed is going to be too hard to even beat them. It's that hard to beat them. So. But is 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 seeding really a thing now? I mean, that I mean, you've got not past... really. Not really after you look at the Bucks. Well, the thing is, is I mean, you're in a bubble. Yeah. I mean, you're still going back to There's the same no hotel. Yeah, because you could put some people like to put the Clippers at one, blah blah blah. It's like it's not really a seeding this year. It's more of just wherever you got. It's like a round robin tournament, yeah. honestly. Because then a lot of people were surprised with the Rockets and the Thunder, you know. Because at first the Rockets were five seed, and they're like, what? And then they like how the last few games played out. Rockets jumped up to four. Thunder dropped to five. So it was kind of like. Okay, well, James Harden's at a five seed. Nobody expected that, so it's kind of wild. But we'll see how it plays out. I'm excited to see it. Oh yeah, I think I think right now you've got the best basketball that you're going to see all season. Right. Uh, I, I think you, you look at it. You've still got uh, a lot of storylines in Kawhi and the Clippers. You got LeBron and the Lakers. You've got James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and the and the Rockets. And then you've still got Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, Giannis has exited, and Jimmy Butler will push the East uh, along with those Celtics. I, I think, honestly, the Celtics come out of the East, and then it's whether they're going to play. Uh, and I know you don't want to hear this. It's whether they're going to play. Which L.A. team they're going to play. Yeah, well, it's just kind of it's going to be a fun rest of the series. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Carson will not let me live it down if the Rockets win this series. I just want everybody to know that. But but as we go to our first break, that's the NBA portion of the show. When we come back, we've uh, we've scrapped this round ball stuff, and we're going to talk a little football. 90-second meeting between Maryville and Alcoa, the Battle of Pistol Creek. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM. 8.50 a.m. Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948. Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. El Jimador Mexican Grill. Authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. This is a public service announcement from your friends at Blunt Broadcasting Corporation 
and the Knox Area Rescue Ministries. You can double the impact of your donations now. When you donate to Carm Stores, you'll receive an option to designate a partner. Partners will have the option to be part of the Carm Stores Corners of Your Field program. Corners of Your Field is a partnership between local churches and Knox Area Rescue Ministry stores. The stores will return a portion of the value of your donated items to your partner in the form of gift cards. This means that it will allow your church to receive gift cards that they can use at CARM stores to help people that they encounter who are in need. By simply selecting a partner, you'll double your impact by supporting Knox Area Rescue Ministries and enable your designated partner to help others also. If you'd like to find out further details, you can visit CARM stores on the web at carmstores.com. That again is carmstores.com. This has been a public service announcement from your friends at Blunt Broadcasting Corporation and Knox Area Rescue Ministries. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online thegrindonsports.com that's thegrindonsports.com are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire at 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a hump day edition of the grind. Carson, Wednesday edition, but uh, but uh, Battle of Pistol Creek edition oh, yeah. uh, of the grind. You know, today we're going to talk about the battle. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the Battle of the Bells. Still trying to get us a get us an affiliate from William Blunt slash Heritage uh, to give us a little give us a little insight into that that rivalry itself. But uh, rivalry week here in Blunt County, and and uh, arguably none can get taller uh, than the Battle of Pistol Creek. Alcoa Maryville, uh, the ninety second meeting of the two schools, and uh, and really just a uh, a gauntlet of a matchup uh, over the last couple decades, but really. Um, probably for the last 
maybe 30 years, 30, right. 40 years. Oh, yeah, it's a rivalry. I mean, being in the school system, you understand how big of a rivalry it is and how the history makes itself in, and it's it's something that everybody looks forward to every year. It circles the calendar, so I'm excited. I'm, I mean, I'm always excited. It'll be a wild game, wild night, and hopefully the Rebels come out on top. Yeah, the the Rebels own a 63-25-3 mark in the series dating back to 1927 and have won eight of the last nine meetings, Alcoa winning the 2018 matchup at Maryville High School. This year's meeting will be played at Maryville High School, again, the alternating uh, locations. How much does that 2018 game play into this mix? I mean, I know uh, you know a lot of these seniors now, mm-hmm. the Travis Readers of the world, the Rebel Radio player of the game, uh, the Parker McGills of the world, they remember that 2018 right. Alcoa student section on yeah. on Jim Renfro Field celebrating that win. Uh, I wonder how much that's being replayed and talked about uh, this this week, you know, with the football team, and hopefully uh, later this week we'll talk to Coach Hunt uh, previewing the matchup. And we'll, uh, we'll, of course, probably dig into some of those questions. You would only understand that. I mean, if you were there, it was one of the probably one of the uh, most disrespectful um, times. Now, I wouldn't say that we wouldn't do it, um, but we t- trust me, we tried, um, but we didn't do it So at Alcoa. But, yeah, it plays a big factor into um, the games because – or the game itself, because, you know, like you said, there's a lot of those sophomores who remember that. There's a lot of sophomores that played and could be a factor in the game. But uh, overall, I think last year's game is going to have a really huge effect, I think the biggest effect on it. But, yeah, I mean, when they the last time they were at Maryville, you have to think, you know, they beat us there. So we, we're trying to not let that happen again. Well, and I think you look at it, Maryville's win streak currently stands at 17 games. Their their last loss was in the 2018 season finale in the semifinals of the playoffs against Oakland. And the last loss for Alcoa, one year ago to this very week, I think it was September 12th a year ago, so almost year to date, yeah. uh, they lost at home against this Red Rebel team. A 3-3 three to three football game going into the fourth quarter. Maryville puts on two scores in the fourth to make it a 17-3 affair en route to what was a 6A state championship for Maryville. But then I think Alcoa only allowed in the rest of the regular season like eight points and yeah. uh, and probably not very many yards. Uh, but they, they went on their way to a 3A state championship. So uh, this, these are two heralded programs, two very – very top-notch coaches. When you talk about Coach Gary Rankin, Coach Coach Derek Hunt, both have extremely high winning percentages. Of course, Coach Rankin has a, been a head coach much longer. Uh, but when you look at the lineage of this rivalry, uh, the number one national by percentage coach in America uh, still to this date is has played and coached in this rivalry a lot, and that's Mr. George Quarles oh, of yeah. Maryville. Yeah, I saw that uh, last night. He's number one in the state for – um, that and I'm like wow you know and it's just history right there and this whole entire rivalry is history and it's just that's just how it's always going to be well and you know there's always you know there's always those guys that that you know maybe played a little bit in the Alcoa system and then when they went to high school they they, they right. chose to go to Maryville there's those Maryville kids that that switch and go to Alcoa uh, there, there's those transfer in and out players last year the the uh, there was a lot of um I don't, I don't, I don't know how you want to say it. There was some stories around the the Cade Chambers, how he mm-hmm. came up through the Alcoa system and then made it to Maryville. But quite honestly, talking talking with a, a lot of people known known to the situation, 
Maryville was a better situation. It was a more quarterback-friendly system. It was a better system for Cade. And quite frankly, it got him to Indiana State. So I think nobody would, would turn turn their nose up at that. But, but last year, Tennessee commitment, T. Hodge, uh, was sidelined with turf toe. Offensive line was, was undersized as far as how they were being projected early in the season. Parker McGill was thrust into action. And the Rebels basically uh, outscored Alcoa 14 to nothing in the final quarter uh, to uh, snap the Tornado's 29-game win streak. Uh, Maryville overcame four turnovers, three fumbles, one pick, and uh, limited Alcoa to 122 yards of total offense. Parker McGill, who we know now, is a moving machine. I mean, he's a runner. Oh, yeah. uh, he's a man among boys in some cases. Um, he he kind of had his coming out party. 118 yards, uh, had a couple – uh, big time plays as he basically left the uh, left this football game as a very much a leader on this football team a year ago. Uh, Kade Chambers ran for 105 yards on 20 attempts, and then uh, basically in the fourth quarter had a one yard game clincher. So uh, it was a matchup last year. I remember yeah. being there. You know, it was the first year for Rebel Radio, fourth game I believe in the in the stand, right? And we're at Alcoa, and and this is obviously the biggest game I'd ever called uh, at the high school level. And, and uh, you know, I'm just looking, and, and the rivalry's real. You know, this is pre-COVID, so the, the stands were packed on both sides, standing room only. You had all these vendors at the, at the gates and doing different things. I mean, it was a very much a bowl game experience, right? Right. And, uh, and, and then both teams just kind of lock in, and it was a dogfight. It was. Uh, for three quarters, and then Maryville just finally – uh, you know, the dams broke, and, and here come the Rebels. But uh, uh, it, it was one of those deals to where uh, I think vindicated the 2018 loss. I think you, you, you like to, to recover that. Uh, but then but then again, it was fleeting because the very next week you had to get back in conference and, and get after it. But 2018 saw Alcoa uh, force four Maryville fumbles and recover three of those and basically uh, sealed the deal 34-28, to defeating the Rebels. Uh, I, I think that was a momentum shift uh, for Coach Hunt and company. I mean, you look at Coach Hunt, I think he's 43-3 and now uh, in his tenure right. at, at, uh, at Maryville and one loss to Alcoa, two to Oakland, mm-hmm. I think is the is Oakland. The yeah, Oakland's got it. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, the 2018 one is going to have a big effect on this game, especially them coming back to Maryville where they beat us the last time they were here. And it's, you know, fumble and everything. I remember that game. It was just constantly your head was just shaking the whole game. But you look at last year, and now you look at Alcoa's side, um, their view, and they got Parker McGill. It wasn't T. It was not T that rushed in that game. It was Parker McGill. And Parker McGill's back at the running back position this Friday. So another guy that absolutely dogged them on the other side of the ball <laughs> and and uh he i feel like he's gonna do it again hopefully he can but that's good that's definitely in their you know in their eye what, what do you think are some keys to uh you know what they've got to do because uh, you know as much as we talk about parker being back you don't have k chambers you don't have that senior leader that really uh wanted to prove something to the to the right. to alcoa coaching staff just quite frankly um you don't have a brody sloan 
you you don't have some of those those uh, those senior linebackers that we had a, a year ago. You know the uh, the the Mason Sheltons yeah. of the world. Uh, you, you but you do have some some key pieces. Lou Birchfield, DJ Burks. Uh, those guys are back. Uh, Thomas Fry uh, getting his opportunity to start. He played a lot last yeah. year. Uh, Travis Reeder, I think he had a really good game a week ago to hopefully uh, set him up to have a really strong game this this week. Um, to me, uh, I think some of the X factors for this week's game are Markel Fortenberry and Carson Jones. I, uh, I think they have to play well. Yeah, yeah I, I think Carson Jones has to come into this rivalry knowing it's his place to be. Uh, last year, with the closeness of the game, he didn't play. I, I don't. I don't think he played at all uh, last year in this rivalry. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets in, right. and, uh, and or he will get in. But how he involves himself, a silent leader, is what he's been known for. Right. And and I think he's just going to have to be very crisp and be very on top of it. I think last week he had some miscues. I hope that plays well into the practice this week and he uh, he gets some of those things cleaned up. I think it will. And, you know, the offense has got a big defense to play. You know, um, Greg Carroll, Georgia Tech commit, mm. is returning this game after um, – Well, he played last record. week a little bit. Or he bit. played that a little bit. But, you know, this time here he is coming out, starting. And, you know, we got a lot to face, but I think we can do it. I really do. And I think I think Parker's ready to play. I have no doubt he's going to have a good night. And, um, I, like you said, I think Markel's got to – got to step up i think he's got to be the team he's got to help be a team leader and i think if we can get that passing game going i think we'll 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 be fine i'll tell you since the year 2010 this has been a this has been you know just a just a a tough hard-fought game i mean some scores got one-sided at at some point but uh you you look at 2010 alcoa gets the win 35 31 2011 26 to 19 in the way of the rebels uh 2012 uh 42-24 42-24 Maryville, uh, probably the most lopsided in the last 10 years. 2013, 31-2 uh, Maryville. 2014-41-14 uh, Maryville. Uh, 2015 got pretty tight, 20-14 Maryville. Uh, 2016-43-29 Maryville. Uh, 2017-28-24 Maryville. Uh, 2018 when Alcoa uh, stunned the Rebels on their home turf, uh, it was a 34-28 tornado victory and then 2019 uh like we said uh 17 to 3 uh was your final so yeah i think the game kicks off uh, friday night 7 30 uh but I, I think action uh will take place much before that as as student sections kind of have their little their little tussles as it I mean, you're in the mix. I mean, is it uh, is it rivalry week as normal, or is is it uh, is there a COVID reduced form? No, it's rivalry week. Oh, <sighs> COVID can't stop us. Um, hey, so I spoke a little mm-hmm. bit yesterday about about yeah. Alcoa week at Maryville. Was I right? Yesterday was USA Day. Today's Disney. Today's Disney. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna dress up? I got my Disney shirt on. I mean, is that what really? That's what you're gonna do? Well, I mean, I don't have anything else to wear, you know. You ain't got like a like a Olaf outfit or something. You can. I mean, I there will be people with that on, and I'll be do that. Maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow's superhero day. Maybe I should dress up as Superman. That would be awesome. Yeah. My my little boy's got a Captain America suit. We can just cut the legs off of it, kind of make it a T-shirt. Yeah. I think it'll work. All right, cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I actually think I got that backwards. I I thought today was superheroes, tomorrow was Disney. And then well, yeah. And then last is um, class colors. So we're wearing black. I'm just saying, I got these spiffy grind shirts. If you need a black uh, shirt, I have wear. one. And see, you should, that's I'll what wear you it. Rock. I'll wear it. 
See, look, always looking to get an advertising angle right there. Hey, hey and it's, gotta be it's blackout at the game Friday. It's going to be rocking. We're going to be rocking. What about, speaking of black, what about those unis? Oh, I know. I was just New like, unis looking good. Dude. Like, you never thought stripes on the shoulder pads would do so much. No, yeah, they walk out and you, well, you look at them from a picture standpoint and you're like, okay, they kind of look the same, but, you know, they're New Jersey, so that's cool. Then they walk out on the field with pads on and you're like, wow, those are sweet. Dude, it's just clean. <laughs> they're playing Cleveland and uh, Cleveland looks like they're wearing their practice jerseys. I, I'll be honest with bad. you. I'll be honest with you. From a broadcasting standpoint, I appreciate Cleveland so much. Those uh-huh. I'm pretty sure the the same person that printed the numbers on those jerseys do billboards because those numbers were huge. Yeah, but for me being you know back in the press box, that's what I need. I need I need color variation. I need dark numbers on light jerseys. Definitely cor- color Got variation. It, it was orange. What was it? It was blue and white. With I think they're, they're they were trimmed in orange. They because I was thinking it was more like a William Blunt color. So I was like, yeah, it was I think like it was blue, like white, and, and black and red. <laughs> Oh, it was red. That's what it was. Yeah. But it was still a big difference between them. You could tell oh, them yeah. apart. Yeah. Absolutely. And then what about that, like, seven-foot kicker they had? Oh, I know. And did you see that offensive lineman, that number 79? He was like, what? Did, how, do you remember how tall he was? I, I want to say they had one out. guy that was 6'7". Seven, he was. 6'7", 330. Oh, my gosh. I mean. He was huge. I saw him over there warming up. You know what? I, he's like a refrigerator. Oh. Like a big one. Like oh, a stand-up. Oh, he's the refrigerator he put in the culinary room. Yeah, he's he's yeah. commercial grade. He's commercial grade. He's a little grade. bit hard to move, I bet. <laughs> I would say, but they got a they yeah. got a. It, I told Laura, I said, I said, Maryville acted like a little brass hammer. It probably didn't hurt very much right out of the gate, but about the hundredth time they got smacked with it, it started pecking around. You oh, know? It, it did. Started, yeah. yeah, but uh, but you know, uh, I think. Uh, this is going to be a huge game. I, I love what the rivalry looks like. I, you know, we're we're putting out there on social media. If you've seen it for, through Rebel Radio, myself, or the Grind Page, uh, you know, we're trying to drum up a little bit of fundraising uh, for this game. Um, the Battle of Pistol Creek, it's a thing. I, I would argue that it's the biggest rivalry in East Tennessee. I guarantee you, it's the biggest game this weekend, and uh, and, and you know, especially Friday night because. William Blunt Heritage play on Thursdays, so totally not not contesting there. But uh, I will say I'm excited to be a part of the rivalry. Again, you can catch uh, the preview on the patio, uh, myself, uh, hopefully Jude Ellison, uh, Heath Dunkel, and Marty Millsaps will be on a preview on the patio there at Windy City Grill Thursday night, 7 o'clock start. Uh, going to do a little talk about the rivalry, talk about the two head coaches, talk about the game preview, and then at 7.30 probably give a little updates to the William Blunt Heritage matchup. Uh, and then Friday night, both here, WKVL with Marty and Heath, and over on our sister station, WGAP, you can catch myself, Jude Ellison, on the call uh, for what is to be the 92nd meeting between Maryville and Alcoa. But uh, Carson goes with the Rebels. Uh, I'm going to hold my pick until Friday. Uh, I don't think it's any surprise where I'm going to go, but I think yeah. uh, I think how and why and 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 really what I think the score prediction is going to be is is going to be uh, need a few more days to kind of boil up. But Carson, what do you what do you call as a? I'm going to put you on the spot. What do yeah. you what do you got as a numbers game? Um, yards wise or either score? Let's go both. Okay. I feel like if I'm going to put you on the spot, might as well just really good spot. Well, here here's here's my general. I think I think the final score is going to be close. I mean, I think it's going to be like 27-14, 27-17. Really? You're going though a double digit win. I 
I, I feel that way because I'm, 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 I know these both of these defenses are pretty strong, but sometimes that works out to where the offenses kind of end up moving. So, because both of these teams are really good, but I mean, I could see a 21 to 14, 21 to 10 kind of game. It could be close, but I think Maribel comes out winning. On the yards wise, I think Parker runs for a lot of yards. I mean, uh, there's no telling how many. I'd say hopefully he can get a hundred, maybe. A hundo. Um, but yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's gonna be uh, more of a rushing game. Hopefully, we can get some passing in there though. So I- I- I'm getting the I'm taking the Rebels though, taking the Rebels. I'm not surprised. Twenty-one ten. That's gonna be my twenty-one ten. I go out on a limb, and here's a little teaser to my pick. I think Parker rushes for more yards than Alco's defense has given up all season. Oh yeah, that's not a lot. But it's still more. It's still more than all. Those who win the rushing yeah. game win a lot of football games. But we'll talk about uh, number 17 on the flip side. You're listening to The Grind. We'll be right back. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blunt County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at Common sensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7:30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop 
for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to The Grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson, again, always want to say thank you for coming in. Um, it's always fun. Always. And uh, I- I'll be honest with you. I appreciate your uh, your fandom and your your loyalty as a student of Maryville High School. Thank you. I will say there is no doubt where he sits. Like, I'll oh. be honest with you, I thought he would be either in, like, all red or all black today. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect. Uh, well, I but had it to is show good. out for the student section color, or, you Disney. know, the, the Disney, Disney theme. It is a pretty snazz shirt. What, what's on the front of it? It's it the, says, the big globe thing. Disney. Yeah, but it's like it's the... It's all the parks there. Got, oh, and it's in the shape of a Mickey head. Yeah, you got... you got uh, Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, Epcot. It's on the bottom right there. Yeah, Magic Kingdom, you got Epcot, uh, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios. Uh, I hope my little boys aren't listening because I don't want to give it away. So, Laura, if you're listening, turn it off now. But uh, we're, we're planning on taking them to Disney uh, next year, and we're, we're super stoked. Oh, they're, uh, they're going to be six and eight. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they'll actually be six and nine oh, that's uh, at that time. And I, and I think stuff will still be very uh, realistic to them and, and all the characters and stuff. So I'm pretty stoked about it. But uh, what what gave Disney Day? Like, is that is that normal? Or uh, we so I think it's every other year. It's like Wednesday Day, and then sometimes we do Jersey Day. Um, Superheroes mm. always there. Always. Um, and then USA was new this year. We sometimes we don't usually do USA because we usually do that for student section theme. But USA this year was um, new. I like America. Yeah, America was fine. I mean, I, I wore uh, I wore my red shirt and all that and. Was it? Did you wear blue shorts? No, no. Should have. That would have been interesting. It would have, but there was a lot of people all dressed out in American flag though. So, was there anybody that was Captain America? I feel like you could get a two for one there. There had to be because, well, you know, there's so many people in the school. I can't see them all, so probably a Captain see, America in the school. You got to work hard to see everybody. Carson. I know. I, mean, I need to be walking around. How are you going to run for office one day if if you can't if you don't know everybody? I know. Carson, Carson for office. I think Carson it's going to work. President. We could always run you and Jude. We could. It could be the 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 Crouch Ellison ticket. Yeah, I just feel Might like as that, well. That sounds either. That's either going to be a political ticket or a fight movie. Crouching Ellison, <laughs> hidden dragon. That that sounds more like a fight movie. That would be awesome. But anyway, as as we completely lo- leave the reservation, uh, seventeen days till it's football time in Tennessee. Right. I love 17 days. Any any team number is going to have a, some great players. Yesterday we talked about 18 in the pros as as Peyton Manning. We talked about Dale Carter uh, as a as a former Vol. We talked about a lot of a lot of the great 18s uh, of history. And today it doesn't it doesn't limit what we're going to talk about today. 17 has a number that it, in Tennessee history I think of two guys, Bobby Dodd. That was the original 
17. He was the the original equipment, the OEM 17. Right. First guy to ever wear 17. Uh, he was a Neelan disciple. He was he was one of those guys, and and honestly, one of the I think he's only one of four that's in the uh, College Football Hall of Fame as a player and a coach. That's, you know, Tennessee has two of them. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, well, might as well. Should have three, but Johnny Majors hasn't made it in as a coach yet. He will. Maybe. Hopefully. Could do it. I think he'll do it. But uh, I will give you, uh, and I can say whatever number I want, I will give you $1 million. I don't have it, but I would I would write you a really fancy IOU if you can name the other, the, if you can name the four people that are in college and college Hall of Fame as a player and a coach for Tennessee. Oh, for anybody. Well, well, there there's two from Tennessee. There's four overall. I gave you man. one. Yeah, you did. Bobby Dodd. Bobby Dodd. Let's let's see some others. Hmm. I gotta think hard about this. This is gonna be like uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count down, and then I'm going to give you another one. All right. Uh, okay, hold on there. Oh, man. Second one, think, the most recent. Okay. Steve Spurrier. Okay, there's one. So there's, there's Bobby Dodd. i got to be thinking of. Buh. <laughs> you said buh. <laughs> um, I know Bear Bryant wasn't one. He, no, no, he really um, wasn't. I know Nick Saban wasn't one. Do you know where Nick Saban played football? High school oh, or college football? At oh, where was it at? Wasn't it in Florida? Was no. it in Florida? It was in Ohio. Ohio. Toledo. That's right, Toledo, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna give these to you just because uh it, it's one of those that it's it's great uh to talk about. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up. I, I had it, and then, of course, my mind uh, goes really quickly away. But uh, Steve Spurrier, uh, one of them is – if you would have gotten this, like I, I feel like I would have just taken the headset off and handed it to you. Yeah. Like I would have left uh, all, all. It is uh, a little rough to think about. It's it's one of those things, you know. Uh Anyway, let's go to 17 days. I'll come back to this one. But my Bobby Dodds, honestly, uh, he's the original guy. But he is also uh, he his the stadium at Georgia Tech's named after him. His his claim to fame, and and there's a little bit of an asterisk. I mm-hmm. we claim Bobby Dodd because he goes in as a player, a Tennessee player, but he went in as a Georgia Tech coach. So yeah, there's a little so bit of an asterisk little... there. Uh, but he is also one of the big rivalries for General Nealon later in his career. Uh, there was some big Georgia Tech-Tennessee rivalries. You know why? No. Georgia Tech was an original member of the Southeastern Conference. That's right. Uh, charter mm-hmm. member. You know another team that was a member of the Southeastern Conference at one time? Um, Sewanee. Sewanee. Yeah, the University of the South. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, like they? A, like do they even have a football team? They do. They do. They D2? Maybe three. Gosh. They have a really fancy helmet, though. It's got, like, this old English S on the side of it that you really don't know if it's an S or, like, some kind of uh, cryptic symbol. Now i got to look it up. Yeah. But anyway, uh, number 17, Bobby Dodd, but but probably the 17 you're closer to is T. Martin. Uh, the 98 quarterback of the national championship team, now the wide receivers coach at Tennessee. Um, T. Martin had a, had a pretty cool story coming to Tennessee. He came to Tennessee out of Alabama, and the whole dynamic was he's coming here. Peyton's going to leave after his junior year. He's going to have three seasons to be the starter at Tennessee, taking over in 97. 
and Peyton comes back. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people, especially if you come 2020 and that, that starter returns, well, I'm going in the portal. I'm doing my thing. I'm getting somewhere where I can play. Yeah. Well, in 1997, T. Martin says, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to get better, to learn from an eventual number one draft pick, an eventual two-time Super Bowl champ, and and, and learn a little bit uh, in this system and, and get to know Coach Cut a little bit better, eventually understand Coach Randy Sanders better because that ended up being his, his uh, offensive coordinator his senior year. But uh, he sticks it out. 1998 is junior season. He's a first-time starter. And, and honestly, I feel like doesn't he doesn't get the credit for taking over and filling the shoes of Peyton Manning the way he did. Because yeah. it would have been real easy for that team to go 9-3, and 10-2, and two, and be, okay, that's another good Tennessee football team in the 90s. Right. Yeah, it would have – I mean, you look, at, you look at what he did, and it's something – I mean, it's a championship, so – yeah, you have to give him credit where credit's due because you. And then, like you said, Peyton Manning was the first pick in the draft, two-time Super Bowl champ to fill in those shoes. It's, uh, I would say they're pretty big shoes, but um, he he did really well with that. I got these four names for you. You want them? Yeah, you want them. Yep. Uh, Bobby Dodd, Steve Spurrier, uh, Bowden Wyatt as a player and a coach at Tennessee. So that's so that's where Bobby Dodd. Two of the four have Tennessee ties, and then the last one, like I said, I would have given you the farm, and I don't even own a farm. Uh, Amos Alonzo Stagg. I don't even know, man. Player at Yale, coach at Springfield, Mass. A million. Imagine years if ago. I would have got that. That's what I'm saying. Like I would have. You might have won the the brand newish Honda Accord I drive. Nice. It's really not brand new. It's like eh, it's ish. Like it cleans up well. So no, it's like a twenty ten. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even close to new. (laughs) Not even close to new. It has minimal dents. Only Walmart buggies. Nothing else. That's good, though. Air conditioning? Sometimes. Uh, I mean, most times. Like, as long as, as as, you know, I got a full tank of gas, air conditioning's fine. Yeah. But uh, number 17, you talk about that national championship year. T. Martin kind of led that football team. Uh, It was a a football team that had just lost uh, the likes of, of Peyton Manning, Peerless Price, Marcus Nash, uh, Joey Kent in just the last couple of years. And so a retool is kind of what they coined that 98 team. They go up to Syracuse to face a guy by the name of Donovan McNabb uh, that played for Syracuse. And uh, and it was in the Carrier Dome. Their air conditioner was broken. Uh, no pun intended, but kind of. Uh, and, and they squeak one out. Jeff Hall kicks a game winner uh, late in that football game. And you're like, well, not really the start they wanted coming off of uh, you know an SEC championship in '97, but they get through it. No big deal. Uh, the next couple weeks are a little bit of a cupcake, but Houston kind of gives us a little bit of a fit, and then it's Florida week. And uh, you know that I think always Florida in the '90s was going to set the tone for one who was going to win the East, but ultimately for both those teams, the trajectory they were going to be right. on. Uh, a late game, uh, missed field goal. Uh, it kind of seals that deal. I actually watched that game maybe a week ago. It was on ESPNU, and it was funny because I watched that game, and again, there were moments where I'm like, I don't know how we win this game because we were just looking rough at some points. Steve Spurrier rotating those quarterbacks in, really putting us in a in a spot defensively. But, but you know, T. Martin, he continued to show his leadership in those games, uh, did a lot of great things throughout that season, and, and quite frankly – uh, being a part of that 98 team will always cement T. Martin as, right. as a special piece uh, of history in Tennessee football. And then now to have him back, I mean, I, I don't think it, you know, 
I've went through a, uh, I don't want to say a hate relationship, but it's a love and kind of maybe strongly dislike relationship with T. Martin. Right. Uh, because when he was at, when he was at, uh, I don't even know if you USC. remember these, he was at New Mexico State oh, well. to start with. Then he went to Kentucky. Did you know, you remember when he was at Kentucky? Because he had uh, yeah, Randall Cobb up there. I do remember that. Um, he was at Kentucky. Well, then he goes to USC and he has a yeah. couple good years and then Dooley wants to bring him back. Right. And he goes, no. No. He was no. he was a no. On he that. was good because he was out there. I think he, he I think I don't know if they were married yet, but he had a wife out there the whole deal. Um and he says no and I'm just like, "T, come on, man. I mean, you could come back here and help us. Really help yeah. us." But, you know, again, as the the years went on, I went, "Well, career-wise probably a better move." Especially Dooley kind of came and went. <laughs> then Butch comes in and Butch asked him to come in. And 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 at that time, I felt like Butch had some opportunity to still be pretty good. I did too. And I was like, "Come on, man! Like you, you know, biting the, biting the hand that fed you at some point that gave you you know kind of those those formative years, right?" Yeah. And again, I have orange colored glasses, so everything was seen in in Tennessee view. Uh, but then he says no again, and then he gets an offensive coordinator role. So I'm like, "Well, he probably wouldn't have got that here, so probably a good idea." Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> Third time's Butch. a charm. Well, after Butch, yeah. he wants the head coaching job. Jeremy Pruitt wants him on his original staff. He says no. I'm going to stay at USC. At that point, I'm not going to be honest with you. Full disclosure, I almost broke up with him. Like we were almost done. Oh, yeah. Like I was almost like, if I need you, I'll call you. Don't <laughs> call me. Oh, yeah. But I didn't. But I didn't. I said, you know what? I understand you, you, the the tumultuous times that Tennessee had been. Maybe you don't want to be a part of that. You want to do your thing in Southern Cal. Things separate. Clay Helton basically cannibalizes his own staff to save his job. T. Martin's without a job. Uh, he gets some opportunities other places, but Jeremy Pruitt has a staff opening as well. And here he comes, and, and quite frankly, he likes ma- it here. Match made in heaven. Uh, he I think. It. I think timing was everything. Right. And honestly, I think if he had come in he- come here before and had to get fired with another staff, the relationship would have yeah. been broken his kids forever. Uh, he's kids down at Catholic. Yeah, looking uh, good. By yeah. the way, just looking uh, real good. He battled with uh, with uh, Deion Sanders' kid there. Now that team. I'm telling you. Well, that's a that's a D three school. Oh, I'm pretty sure they could beat some D three schools. Oh, they could. That's a but uh, but anyway, T. Martin will always be uh, kind of a big time number seventeen. There's other guys that have come through and worn yep. seventeen. Uh, tomorrow, uh, of course, is going to be sixteen. That's going to yep. be a huge day for Peyton again. Really going to run through his four years at, at, in Knoxville. But uh, T. Martin had a good, strong senior season in '99, and honestly, uh, you know, a Florida game away uh, from being another another great it opportunity. Was. Uh, to to go to go to Atlanta and then you know the sky's the limit once you, you got to Atlanta in the nineties. So uh, I love what T Martin brought to the table. Do you have any other seventeens uh, to to mention that were uh, part of Tennessee? Or? Well, just you said Philip Rivers. Well, yeah, Philip Rivers, Chris Mullen, Mark Grace, Devonte Adams, John Havlicek. Havlicek. I feel like that's how you. Say I was going to say faster is better. Havlicek. Havlicek. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those are some seventeens. You know, off the top of my head, but. Probably Philip Rivers. I'm gonna give him the uh, the most. Uh, mm-hmm. He. I just wonder if he has like a voodoo doll of Eli Manning. Yeah, you know, every time I look at him, I think of him too. Well, I, you know, he he's a giant. 
He is. He's he got drafted by the Giants. No, no, no. He got drafted by the Giants. Oh, okay. Well, and hey. then Eli kind of flipped out and said, "I'm not playing in San Diego." Yeah. yeah. And they flipped scripts. So yeah, uh, if, he went to San Diego. Yeah. Now, now, granted, might have been. He had a good. He yes. may not have ran. He may not have won in New York the that way Eli true. did. Who knows? But if I was Philip Rivers, I would have a voodoo doll of uh, Eli Manning. Yeah. I would poke him most days. Most days, but uh, anyway, anyway, as we uh, as we confirmly uh, get out of out of order here on the grind, the the time has hit the top. It has it goes by fast, doesn't it? It does, man. Yeah. Uh, but sports are back, and when you have sports, time flies. It does. But you know what? We talked the Battle of Pistol Creek. We talked Lakers Rockets, and we talked seventeen days till it's football yes. time in Tennessee. Thanks, Carson, for coming in. Always, Always. fun. And you know what? We're going to do it again next week. Don't miss Carson here on a Wednesday, but you're listening to The Grind. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.